Hi friend, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. So this is episode four of The Safe Place and today uh, I'm going to title this episode Can Bullying Ever Be a Good Thing? So we'll be discussing that topic um, or rather I'll be <laughs> discussing that topic for you and I hope that it brings you some thought-provoking things to go away and and um, all over and uh, learn from, ultimately. But before I go on, I'm going to be doing today's episode uh, without any editing, so you'll hear me mistakes and all. You never know, there might not be any, but there also might be. Um... And I just thought it would be a nicer way of doing it, but also because it is currently Sunday, the 5th of December, it's half seven, just put my little boy to bed, and I just wanted to make sure that I was getting this episode out today, and we'll see how it goes. So, um, thank you for listening, as always. If you are on Instagram, please do go and follow me. Uh, you will have seen a change in handle for those of you that already do. Uh, it's, I am Gavin Clark, and that's uh, on Instagram. Or you can find me on the dad uh, on Facebook, uh, the Dad Life. Or you can also find me on Twitter uh, at the Dad Life Coach. somebody that you perceive as being vulnerable. I think that last part is really important as we talk about this topic because the perception of vulnerable actually is in the eye of the bully, not necessarily uh, the person that's being bullied. So if we think about that then and think about the topic so can bullying ever be a good thing? Now, I've mulled this over for a little while because part of the reason that I'm talking about this today is uh, actually uh, I ha- I've been having therapy sessions where some of my own life experiences have come up. And it made me reflect back and think, you know, has that kind of benefited me? Or has it hindered me? Now, I'm sitting here as a fairly fairly successful person. Uh, you know, I've got a good job, lovely home, lovely family, all that type of thing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not needing to <coughs> kind of worry about finances and, and all that type of thing. But then at the same time there's a lot of things that 
because of when I was bullied, which was my formative years. You know, I was really young. I was from the age of five, really. Yeah, that has a lasting impact. So, yeah, can that be a good thing? Has that made me who I am today? Or has it actually hindered and meant that the person I could have been and still can be hasn't come out yet and I think there is probably something in that and one of as I was growing up one of the most well known people that might have been seen as a bully uh, would have been Alex Ferguson or Sir Alex Ferguson I should say no, I'd just like to make this clear. I do not think that Alex Ferguson is or was a bully. And actually there's some really interesting um, insight that's been given fairly recently from Patrice Evra. Uh, just talking around his own experiences that will point to that, but I'll come on to that shortly. So, Alex Ferguson, yeah one of the most successful football managers in history certainly this day incredibly successful Manchester United team he was known for his hairdryer <laughs> approach in the dressing room but he got success so Let's think about what what a bully is. So is there hurt? Possibly. Is there intimidation? Probably. Is there coercion? Arguably, I suppose there could be. Is there a vulnerable person? Or indeed, was Alex Ferguson looking at his team as being vulnerable and this for me is the big differentiator now the hairdryer that's been spoken about is essentially a, a tirade of words said in what seemed to be a fairly strong <laughs> sense and yeah, that was the way that he was. That was the type of manager that that he wanted to be. And half-time team discussion could well be him tearing in fatigue. But it did work. So if you don't think about how that could work, there's a few things out. It could be that the team was so terrified of him that they would just do anything to make sure that they weren't on the receiving end of that um, hairdryer. And hairdryer is the well-publicised term that's been used. Or it could be that he built up a team that respected him so much that they didn't want to let him down. And that's 
aggressiveness or assertiveness, as some might call it, was his way of reminding them how important it was to succeed. Or it could just be that he was a horrible person, <laughs> a bit of a dick, or very much a dick, and was seeing people as inferior to him and using that against them. And this is where I think Patrice Evra comes in. So he's recently been talking about some things that he's had going on in his life. And you know, some of those are, are pretty hard to hear. But one of the interesting things that I've heard him say is that there was one game, and I can't remember what game it was, where he had been having a cracking game. You know, been playing really, really well. But there was others that were just not. Uh, Ronaldo was one of the ones that wasn't playing that well at the time. And it got to half-time. And uh, Patrice went, went into the changing rooms pretty hyped up. Almost half expecting a, a kind of positive <laughs> um, spiel, or certainly not a, not not being uh, taken through the hairdryer. But that's exactly what happened. Um, Fergie seemed to uh, tear into him and yet really, really kind of say how. How all the little things that he could have done to be better. Um, you know, asking him if he was tired. And Patrice said no. And then it was, there was a sloppy pass, I think. Or not even a sloppy pass, but just not a perfect pass. And that was the example that was brought out. And Patrice uh, talks about that being a surprise to him and to his teammate. But if you think about what Fergie's done there, he's taken the one person in the team that's been playing really well, arguably one of the best games he's played, and taken that and then set the standard to all the other players that even that isn't good enough on that day that everybody needs to do better and by sending that message he's done so in a way that isn't focusing on any vulnerability that could have been vulnerable in that scenario but at the same time he's got them thinking he's got them thinking about Christ, if I'm not, if Patrice is getting showered at and he's playing better than I am, I best pick up my pick up my uh, myself and do better, play better. And they did. And Patrice goes on to, to talk about what then happened the next day because he was pretty annoyed. He went in and Fergie basically said exactly that. That he 
was very pleased with how Tracy played and all this stuff and, and just explained it to him. And that's a big difference there between what could have happened and they could have gone in on the person that was playing terribly. Well, not even terribly, it was the worst performer on the team. Could have just torn, torn that person to shreds. But what benefit does that have? I'd argue very little, because actually all that's happening there is that you are telling someone that knows they're not playing very well, that they're not playing very well, that you're taking someone that's probably not that confident in their, in that game, and making it worse. Now that could be seen as bullying. When I think about some of even even recent times that you know I had a, a manager that was not not my favourite manager let's put it that way and he was very much that kind of let's find the lowest common denominator and make them feel terrible because if I shout at somebody enough then uh, they'll start suddenly performing better. But that's just not the case. That's just not what happens. It's not the reality of, of how people's behaviour changes. You, you could argue you get a short-term benefit by you know, tearing into somebody, but it just means that they're then on edge. But also, thinking back to my own life, this is something I've realised actually fairly recently, was that if that's happened from a young age, then every other time it then comes back up, you're then not just dealing with one event. You could be dealing with hundreds or thousands or however many other events have happened that have formed a way of protecting yourself over time. And that's just shit it's not how we should be treating people and just to be clear if you are on the receiving end of that it's not how you should be treated either because everybody is worth more than that Every, you deserve better than that If you think about, yeah, you know, how how bullying works is that you've got somebody that is potentially not a nice person, or potentially is just trying to make themselves feel better by making somebody else feel worse. And what's the benefit to that? Look, we've probably all done it. Which is, unfortunately, probably the truth. That we've, pr that we've all belittled somebody to make ourselves feel better. But why do it? Why be focusing down to the lowest common denominator when actually, if we bring people up, it's better for everybody. So me talking to you 
I could tell you that you are terrible. Or I could talk about all the things that you're really good at. So do I focus on the one thing that you're not? Or the five things that you are? Of course focus on the five things that you are. Well, it doesn't matter if it's the other way around. You want to bring out the best because that's then how you can potentially tackle some of the other things. And you know, being bullied is essentially a form of abuse. You know, it's not something that anybody should have to go through from anybody. And that includes siblings. Because all it does is just make people feel shit. And that includes the bully. And I suppose the other thing that it got me thinking about was how would you then start to unravel that? So if you've had a lifetime of of being in a certain way and responding to things in a certain way because of events from your childhood how do you unravel that and you could spend years trying to unravel and relearn and change etc how you are and you shouldn't have to do that you should not have to untangle horrible things like that it's just it's wrong and it's as simple as that so can bullying be a good thing can it is there any scenario that it could be a benefit i've got to i've got to be honest i can't think of one and i think this is where the difference as well bullying and remember this is taking some of these vulnerabilities and we've all got them and essentially turning that against them <laughs> and that's not cool is it it's really not cool there might be people out there that would argue well actually by by doing that you're you're giving them a, a stronger personality or by being that way to somebody you're teaching them how the real world works well look, i'm here to tell you that that's how the real world works and we've got a broken world and it's time to change because all this is doing is having negative consequences on everybody including the bully because they also don't get taught that that sort of thing's okay sorry you see this is the unfiltered bit so that <laughs> so that, that that sort of thing that sort of behavior is not okay and that by being allowed to get away with essentially anything and treating another human being in such a way that may 
makes that person potentially, very sadly, feel like they don't want to be alive anymore. That's not okay. It's also not okay for that person then to think that that's acceptable. Because that then means that they are growing up believing that it's okay to treat other people like shit. And where's that going to lead them? Down a pretty bad road, I'd say. So, in no scenario can it be acceptable. In no scenario when you're a child can it be acceptable. It needs to be tackled. Can no, no scenario when you're a young adult. When you're and in work, even worse than that, when you're in work that somebody has got all the way through their younger life and all the way into work and is probably someone that is more senior uh, in role as well as in years than the person being bullied although that's not always the case it can be the other way around but they've got to adulthood and think that that's acceptable behaviour and that is just messed up. And then you've got to think about the kind of habits that that forms and the things that that forms in people's in people's minds. And it it got me thinking and doing a bit of writing. The thing I came up with it is that our mind is a kind of funny thing sometimes it works for us gets us up and out into the world keeps us safe when danger is about gives us joy and happiness when we get married or get a new job or yeah finding a tan down the back of the sofa or whatever happy uh, joyous thing might be happening it allows us that. However, it also lurks just out of sight, around that corner, waiting, planning its next move. Now, this part of our mind is not as friendly. It doesn't celebrate the good things. No. And it goes into hyperdrive over... Yeah, any perceived danger. And yeah, let's be honest now. If you're looking for it, if that part of your brain, your mind is really pushing through, there is a hell of a lot of danger that you can put your mind to. Now this part of your mind chips away at your confidence, your self-belief. It erodes your self-compassion. Leaves you feeling numb. Uh, this part of your brain, it's an illness. It isn't your fault, and it can get better. The thing is, though, the other part of your brain needs to help to succeed, to become the dominant side again. That help comes from others, from compassion, and from listening 
and from being listened to. This is the time though, and it could be a really scary time when the other mind, the negative mind, it will go to any length to stay strong. Lengths that your rational self wouldn't go to. Lengths that nobody should be driven to. There's a couple of tricks. You know, if that side of the mind is coming through, get on top of it early. Tell the people around you what you're feeling and what's going on in your head because it's real and it matters there's no embarrassment here there's only love and compassion and for me one of the most important things is once you're through once the positive happy optimistic side of your brain your mind and your rational side of your mind has come through share your stories if you've been bullied tell people about it how did it make you feel what was the what was the thing that helped you through how did you talk to people about it is that you've had serious bouts of depression or or other mental illnesses if you're able to then share them talk to others about it because they can listen and understand and it might just might help somebody and I've been really lucky So I did a, a thing at work a couple of weeks back now, and you know it was just talking about my own experiences, much like I do here. But it seemed to help some, um, but one person in particular reached out, and it was the first time that they'd reached out to anybody, and for me that that was huge that just by talking about my own experiences it's made or in fact it's allowed somebody else to reach out for help and that person they're getting help and that's just a wonderful wonderful thing but it does bring me back to thinking and I hate to admit this would I have been able to do that had it not for being bullied? I think probably yes, to be honest. I think that actually who I am as a core is somebody that wants to help others. But it's a slightly odd thought, <laughs> to say the least. Just to summarise then, I think we've covered some pretty interesting ground. 
particularly thinking through it from a sporting lens and a sports psychology lens. So talking about Alex Ferguson and how he would utilise his voice <laughs> to um, yeah, get the best out of his players. But also the key to that is the system that was around it of support and bringing people up getting people to perform when they're best and at their best and just having that drive of win and succeeding and then we talked about some of the impacts of winning and what I'd like you to take away from that is that if you ever see it then do do something about it if you can can there and then call it out if you don't feel that you're able to do it there and then and then it, particularly if you're on work then hopefully you've got HR set up send a anonymous email if you need to but make sure that somebody knows about it because if we can stop it from happening then you can potentially dramatically change somebody's life experiences. And even more important, I would say, is if you've got kids and you see it at school, tackle it and get it tackled early on. Don't just put it to the side of, oh, well, that's just what happens. Shouldn't. School's got responsibility for this as well. So do we as parents. And that is time for today. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking uh, to you about <laughs> pain <laughs> and some of the implications of pain. So I will see you next week or speak to you next week. I'll try and get this out earlier th next week rather than uh, the time today. But for now, as always, thanks for listening. Love and compassion to all. And let's see if we can really do something positive. I hope you have a fantastic week. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye. One thing before I, uh, I go, and I know that I said I would not do any editing, and this isn't editing, this is an add-on, just to be clear, <laughs> but um, I would love for you all to go on and just check out my Instagram page in particular, so I am Kevin Clark, but also to subscribe to this, and um, we will, as we go through, the more listeners that we get subscribing the better and share it if you can if you're happy to do so I would love uh, you forever if you did that but also I'd like you to all join me on a self-care Sunday that I am going to be doing myself so I'll be doing it on this podcast but I'll also be doing it on the phone 
Instagram, sorry. And basically, it's looking back at your week and finding something that you've done that's positive. To finding a core positive from that week. And then talking about it. Rather than seeing all the kind of normal stuff <laughs> on uh, on Instagram, uh, talk about it, tag me in it. If it's on Facebook, tag me in there too, The Dad Life. And if it's on Twitter, yeah, also go for it, at The Dad Life Coach. And hashtag Self Care Sunday. And in fact, hashtag self-care Sunday and self-care Sunday challenge. So I'm challenging you next Sunday. Just put something out there that is positive that you've done. And that's all you need to do. Tag me in it and let's just start a positive conversation. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. It doesn't make any difference to your positivity. And I'll share mine. But for now, as always, really appreciate you. And really appreciate you listening to this. And if you can share it, thank you. And if you can follow me on social media, then that should make my day. So hopefully, chat to you soon. Peace.